0: Progress. okay so we're gonna pick it up from the beginning of the end of Daf I Ham and Bays the last two lines uh, basically to the Mishnah is where it's the more sensitive stuff uh, we'll just run through it uh, the Gemara says how there was a person Dav Pumbadisa, in Pumbadisa, gufta de I don't know I know that I think I know that Urine and and Zera come out of the same part of the body. I believe there are different tubes that carry them. There used to be two different tubes. And now there's just one tube? Okay. So in the times of the Gemara, there were two different tubes. Okay. That's interesting. Don't you look at that. So, So in the times of the Gemara, they had two different tubes. So the, so the problem, so the question is what if someone's zera tube is blocked up so the zera is now coming out from the other tube so the question is, is that enough of a Begam that he won't be able to have children, that he's called a Psu so the Gemara says it's coming out in the place of urine he felt it's fine, that's still fine, you can have children he said you came from a small, from a short people so now you say sh- small ideas and that was like a shtuch. apparently his family were short so he's like you come from a short family you're saying short ideas that's uh, what you're saying is incorrect if the zera does not come out from the proper spot it won't cause uh, it won't be able to have children oh i actually gavin to the mishnah now yeah so once they come in after the Mishnah, you come back um I just I, I realize what the rest of the Amit um is Yeah, yeah Okay Amravi Hidamr Shmuel Nikav and Okay, so The halakh is like this Nikav Let's say there's a Nikav There's a, a puncture A puncture In that part of the body So we said yesterday That the puncture causes you To become a Petsu Now what happens If the puncture is healed? It heals on its own Or it heals through surgery Whatever it is The question is Are you good to go? So the Gemara says Okay so So basically it's like this. If when Zera comes out of him, if the puncture will open and the Zera will come out through the puncture, then it's a problem. I Meaning basically it just depends on how great of a seal it is. If the seal is is well enough that he could have Zera come out in a healthy way and he'll be able to in a regular way that would lead to children, then it's fine. But if the if the if the puncture opens up, then it's a problem. Now the Gemara says, now the Gemara, before we address a question that's interesting, the Gemara says, where is the puncture? If it's on the top of the aver, we said before, the top of the ever you the entire top of it can be cut off, so a puncture is not going to be a problem. So the Gemara says, well, right. so we're talking about on the actual, um, uh, the ridge and downward. Now, here's the Kasha. The, the Kasha is like this. Um, we're saying now, if there's a puncture and it opens up, when there's error coming out, Um, then you're a ptsuodaka. How how could you tell? How do you test that theory? He can't live with his wife because if it punctures up, if it opens during the living together, he's a ptsuodaka and he's over a love. So basically, you need to have him, have Zerah come out of him not through relations. So basically, you have to, to be boidik. You have to check for the, the sperm equivalent. You have to be boidik. So the Gemara wants to know, so basically, how do you do that? So the Gemara says, So the How do we... Basically, we have to stimulate that Zeril come out of him not living with a woman, because if he lives with a woman and he's up psuedak, it's over alav. The Gemara says, so basically the Gemara is going to say different ways. Oh, I'm so glad Gavin left the Zoom. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking. So the Gemara now is going to say ways to stimulate that zero will come out of a person without... They, they didn't have i don't even know if you'd be allowed to uh, you wouldn't be allowed to see inappropriate things but thinking you'd probably be allowed to we'll talk about this in the gemara so the gemara had uh, what's a way to to stimulate zera? So the gemara says yeah. bring hot barley bread abe, pukri, and mikri. you put it on the tosh area and that causes uh zera uh, whatever so okay apparently that's that's a way to do it for someone even if you have no tithes that that'll that'll do it so the gemara says you need to go to such lengths. Meaning, that's apparently like a way to make Zarah come after someone who has like, no type. It's like Yaakov. That's the average person you don't need to do that. So that, that that's that's an extreme. So the Gemara says, okay, I have another uh, another approach, the opposite. Pass him past women's clothing. He'll think of women and he'll have Zara. which is the opposite extreme. Because that that you have to be a pretty pressed guy to see a photo and to see a photo of clothing, clothing. and to have Zara come out. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabba kuliyama ha is everyone barzile ha who who dealt with Dovran HaMelech not the best way, and the Gemara now says that we have a tradition that he was apparently like a manuval. So that's, that's the opposite extreme. So the Gemara says, do the bread thing. Now, uh, just agav, it's actually I, I just, uh, very, very quickly, very, very just because it is a da'af, I'll just say, if uh, the Shailu was asked to if you have someone who they're not sure, they're having a hard time getting pregnant, and they want to be by the husband, so you see from this sugya, you're allowed to get him to cause Zara to come out of him, which is normally Hetzar sar levatalla, to check if he's a Psudaka. So says You see from this sugya that it's Hetzar <laughs> sar If there is a purpose, then it's not levatalla. It's allowed. <laughs> but We learned we before there's different ways that how to do that. And not oh, so Ramosha so says. Oh, so Ramoisha says. But you do see. So why didn't they just say to to Nif biyad, which is the avera that a lot of people are no, no. nachshulin. Y- no, no, no. So I'm going to get to it. No, so I'm going to get to it. So Ramiya says you see from the sugya that hetzarsel if it's for purposes allowed. So for biybidik, you'd be allowed to just like this. The question is how to do it. So he says you see from the sugya nif biyad is not allowed because Ramiya holds that there's hetzarsel and there's nif biyad, which is a worse avera. Okay, so he says what he thinks the best Eitzah is to, is to, is to live with the wife and the Mizari which he says, the reason why you can't do this here is because it's a psuadaka. Yeah. But had not been a Psu that's what the Eitzah would be. So therefore, when you're actually married, and just checking for, for fertility issues, that's our Moshe's Eitzah. But the point is, the sugya of whether you're allowed to be Baydik and how to be Baydik for fertility issues is the sugya. That's all I'm that. saying. Okay. There there's something from this. Okay. Taner <laughs> Abonon. Nikif Pasel it's funny it's not funny it's like funny horrific funny you know what i'm talking about yeah. you know what i mean nick if if there's a nick then it's possible because the zera drips out nistam. but if it's healed kasher we said because then you could have children that's an example of someone being puzzle that actually became kasher again i mean we don't just say like oh your puzzle once you're puzzle whatever. no it's 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 like medically if you can get better then you're fine this is an example of when you're puzzled, but then you become kosher. this is to exclude what. So This is to exclude a scar tissue that goes over a hole in the lungs of an animal. If an animal has a puncture in the lungs, it becomes a trefa. even if the body has scar tissue that covers it, that will not necessarily make it kosher. Hence the whole that's the whole thing. They're looking for glot. you want smooth, right because uh, once there's lesions, and the lesions are covering over a puncture, that's an issue. And we don't just say, oh, it was pussel and now it's kosher. It doesn't work like that. By, by Trefus, it doesn't work like that. The Gemara continues like this. How do you seal the hole in that part of the body? It's good, because Alicia was looking at me. He's like, how, how do you do that? So I'm like, okay, the Gemara will tell you how to do it. Oh, yeah, you it. yeah, you were worried about that. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you seal a puncture? It's very simple. My in Sa'arti, you have to bring a barley kernel, and scratch the area to make it bleed. That's necessary. Now you can't use a, a blade because that can cause an infection because their metals were not really clean. Yeah. So you use a barley kernel to scratch the puncture to make to make the, the hole wider and full of blood. You bring fat, smear the fat on the wound. Then you bring a large ant. Yeah, Let the ant bite the wound, then you cut off the head Head stays there. You got yourself an ant head sealer, easy peasy. Um wow. skin laceration. Now the Sarta, you have to use. Wrong to... <laughs> yeah, for sure, the, the good ones. The Davka Sarta, and um, and you have to use a barley kernel to scratch it. Avaparizla but not a steel because it could cause infection. Behani cotton and this is only true if it's a small puncture, the head of an ant. Avagadol mikvav pilif. But if it's a large puncture, um, the, 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 the healing scar tissue that would heal over would, would not... It won't work. A large puncture, you can't heal. Okay. I, I can't imagine this is the girl. I think they did. I legit think they did. I'm, I'm 100% confident, that that's what they did. A's. Yeah, at least the bloodlet. I don't know. This is a good so You put the head and the ant in, and then the body... Has a scar tissue yeah, over. Like, it. You're good to go. The, the footnote says it disintegrates, so and then there's tissue like heals over. Okay. Yeah, what are you worried about that? It's like a bandage. It's yeah, like it's like rubber melt rubber away rubber. stitches. Yeah. So, yeah. Please, stop being <laughs> a baby. Stop <laughs> being a baby about it. <laughs> it's just band it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rav Ravuna. It, you know it's the best part of today's da'af, that is not here. Oh, Rabbi okay. Arfuna, yeah. hamat al-mayim he's going to come back tomorrow when it's like a Khajbin bin kav so he's like, <laughs> it's so boring, I'm like, well you missed the ant-head da'af, okay? <laughs> I'm Rabbi Arvuna. hamat al if there's something wrong with your body that when the urine, it's coming out in two places, I guess it, it's coming out in two streams. Um, so Puzzle, that's a sign of a psodaka. I'm a rabba, but less hilches alay k'vrak rabba says, I disagree with... Ravabar Ravhuna, and I gr- disagree with Ravhuna. I disagree with the son and the father. Meaning, I disagree with Rabba Rav Ravhuna in that what he just said, that he feels that urine coming out two streams is not a psul. And I disagree with the father, that what's that halacha? Amrin. Abba, when does he disagree with Abba, Rav Abba? Ravhuna. This is that uh, Ravhuna felt that if women are homosexual, lesbians, that's a psil kahuna. The action of a lesbian is a psul kahuna. And um, Robert disagrees. He says, no, that's not considered Bia, that's not considered a Maise Bia, and it's not, uh, it's not a psul." And even if you hold that any relations not for marriages is a that's when there's a man, but two women together is just pretos it's just inappropriate, it's not considered a Zayna to actually passle you. Okay, fine. Vaiter, back to the, I don't need the answer anymore. Okay. Mishnah. So we said that Psuadak and are also to marry Jewish women. So who could they marry? So the answer is they can marry a Giyaris. They can marry converts. They can marry converts and freed non Jewish slaves because they're also converts. They're just to everyone else. Yeah. You missed it. But that's all right, uh, maybe huh? You do yeah, uh, we're up we're to the Mishnah. You'll chaz it over. So, p'tuadaka and kru are also for for Jews, except the mutter for giyuris. Okay, so here's the gemara's kasha. The question is like this: How do you look at a p'tuadaka? Is a p'tuadaka right? He has to marry a Gyaris. How do you look at a ptsudaka? Is a ptzudaka a regular Jew that's just limited a of who can marry, or perhaps they're just completely removed from like the laws of yichus? Meaning, could a Koyen who's a ptzudaka marry a Do you say, well, no, it's a giyarus. A giyarus can't marry a koyin, or do you say no? A ptzudaka is like becholal outside of the realm of yichus. Meaning, he's like a different category. He's like a psul. It's like a mamzer, right? A mamzer can marry other mamzerim. So the question is. Can a daka who's a Kayan marry a Gyars? A similar Shiloh would be Can a daka who's a Yisrael marry a Nisin? Right? Nisinim were part of the seven nations that converted. And Dabra Melch outlawed them. So there's a Lav. A lav or Darabonim we'll see in the Gemara. So the question is Can a Ptsuadaka Yisrael marry a Nisin? It's the same question. Are they Jews who are just limited who they can marry, or they're just a new category called a daka in which case they can marry a Nisin just like a mamza can marry a Nisin. That's the Shiloh. Well, how do we look up Tsuodakas? So the Gemara says, Boy Minim Could a p'tuadakan who's a Koyan marry a Gyoris? do we say that he still has the Kedushasisrol? So he's he's like a Koyan, So he's not allowed to marry Giyaris, Meaning he couldn't marry anybody. In other words. A Kaim Psuadaka would not be allowed to marry anybody. The Asir, I do Or perhaps a p'tuadak is his own category. They're like mamzerim. They, they're, they're outside of Klal Yisrael. He's not a Koyan anymore. He's nothing. He, he can marry a Giyaris. So the Gemara says, well, I don't have the answer by a Koyan, but I have the answer to a Ptsudak who is Yisrael, who is allowed to marry a Nasin. So Amr'alei Tenisua, Yisrael A Ptsudak Yisrael is allowed to marry a Nisina. Now a Nisina, again, these were the seven nations, one of the seven nations who converted. Uh, in in, uh, in a, It was a game way. They, they tricked Yeshua, whatever it was, they, they converted, pretended they were far away, they converted. We're assuming that there's an Iser Iraisa of marrying such people, meaning that they're, the Torah outlaws the seven nations, even after conversion, so it's also De'eraisah to marry these people, and yet, a Yisrael p'tuadaka can marry them. So what do you see? You see that p'tuadaka is its own category. I meaning, if it's an Iser okay, so Chazal, we're, we're in are on p'tu'odake. We're saying no. We're assuming Anasina is an Iser Iraisa, meaning, when the Torah outlaws the seven nations, did they outlaw them before conversion or after conversion? We're assuming even after conversion, the Torah said, You're not allowed to marry them. Which means an Asina, although they did convert, the Torah says, You're not allowed to marry such people. So It's an Isidar Isa. And yet, a Yisrael is allowed to marry them if he's a Ptsudaka. What do you see? A Ptsudaka is his own category. Okay. So the Gemara says. Amerava. So I think that's what Rabbi says, and we'll see it in a actually says no. The, a Nesina, because they convert, there's actually no Issa Daraisa. Meaning, once the seven nations convert, they're Jews. There's no Issa Daraisa to them. Dabra Melech didn't want us to marry Nesinim after conversion, and Dabra Melech did not extend his Isser, his rabbinic prohibition, to Ptudaqas. But it's not a Raya that a Kayan can marry a Gyaris, which is an Issa Daraisa. That that's the point. Meaning. we're assuming that an Nesina is an Isidara, Isaac says, no, it's actually Asidara the says, no, it's actually Asidara the the Torah doesn't want you to marry these people because they're not Jewish. And if you marry them, you'll be procreating and adding to the non-Jewish nation. Therefore, the their eyes are only when they're goyim. Once they convert, be yisrael sharu. Really, biblically, if the seven nations were to convert, they'd be allowed to marry Jews. So why can't we marry nesinim? who did was And the like And the Chazal never made that prohibition to btsu because they can't procreate anyway. Meaning. Ptsudaka is allowed to marry a Nisina because the whole thing's an Issa Darabonan. So they didn't extend that. So all you see is that a Ptsudaka is allowed to marry an Issa Darabonan. We do not have a proof that a koyim Ptsudaka can marry a Giyaris, which is an Isidara Issa Daraisa. So the Gemara now says, before we address the problem, the Gemara says, so Chazal did not extend the Issa of Nisina to a Ptsudaka because he can't have children. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Um. Mamza hachanami <inaudible> just which is that if you're telling me <coughs> Sorry. if you're telling me that uh, 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 nesinim are really mutem in atarah it's chazal aser it but they didn't extend the issa to ptudaka because they can't have children but if they could have children they would be aser then why is a mamzer allowed to marry a Nasina? right chazal allowed a mamzer also to marry a Nasina. Mamzerim can have children, so it can't be based on like Chazal didn't extend it when you can't have children because they allowed it for Mamzerim. So the answer is Chazal did not extend the prohibition to people that are disqualified. That includes a Ptsudaka, that includes a Mamzerim, fine. The Gemara says, Okay, so now we're saying that Nasinim are really Osir D'Rabbana, and therefore we don't have a proof whether Ptsudaka can marry a kind. The Gemara now rejects it. The Gemara says no, it doesn't make sense. Why? What's the iser of marrying a guy? It's loyteschatin bam. It says don't don't marry them. The Gemara understands now that loyteschatin bam only applies after they convert. Meaning, the iser of the seven nations is dafka post conversion, not pre conversion. Meaning, if they're actually goyim. And, and you actually just have Znus. It could be there's no Iser Daraisa according to this Gemara. Maybe not from here. There could be other Iser, maybe a Zaina, whatever. But the Iser of Leiteschaten Bam, this is a Shailah throughout sugyas and Shas, of when does the Iser of Leiteschaten Bam of marrying Goyim apply? Does it apply pre-conversion, post-conversion, and all that stuff. So the Gemara rejects it. The Hadar a rabba no. Lav milsi. Chasnos. Chasnos. said no. The Iser of Nesina is dafka after conversion. Meaning, in other words, a p'suadaka is allowed to marry a asina, even though it's aser Isis. So what do you see? P'suadakas are not considered full fledged Jews. Meaning, they're Jews, but they're they're in their own category. So if a p'suadaka is allowed to marry a asina, that means a Kaim p'suadaka can marry a giyoris. So that's the gemara's conclusion. Now, the gemara is now saying that when the pasuk says loyteschatin bam. Which is the source of outlawing marrying the seven nations? It's referring to dafka post conversion. But goyim, it's not shyach by a goy. The lashon chasnos is not shyach by a goy. That that's the gemara saying. So when it says loyteschatin b'am, when it says loyteschatin b'am, it's referring to, um, after it's referring to after conversion. Yeah, loyteschatin b'am is referring after conversion because before conversion, it's not shyach So here's the problem. The gemara says. It says that Shlomo married Basparo, and she was a guy. <coughs> so how could you say that the Lashon the Lotus Chatin bomb does not apply to Goyim? Shlomo married a guy, she was a guy, she was a gaita, and it says So you see the Lashon Chasnos is Shaykh by a guy. So the Gemara says, no, giure Gaira, Basparo actually converted. Okay, so she converted. Okay. Now the problem is like this. I thought they didn't accept Gerim in the times of Shlom because everyone, you don't accept Gerim when everything's going so well. So why would they accept? Uh, I it wasn't. Uh, do we know what her name was? The. Do we know what Baspar's name was? It wasn't, like, anyone famous. I don't know, whatever, whoever this was. So Shloma Malt married Bas it wasn't, it wasn't Cleopatra. Was it Cleopatra? No, it's the wrong time period. No, it was what the wrong time period. Basparo. No, that Basparo was way later. was... Cleopatra bit... was way later. Huh? Oh, you're talking about... It. Oh, different. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Basparo, whoever she was... Whoever she was. So married Basparo. So the point is she converted. But I thought they don't accept conversions during the times of Shalom because everything's going well. So the Gemara answers, Me do go to the next page, Halay The answer is the reason why they don't accept Geiris in the times of Shalom is because we think that they're doing it in order to join the ranks of the Jews who are doing well. Basparo was doing fine on her own. So she did not need, we're not worried about her motivation. Meaning you have a poor person, a poor non Jew, he's like, oh, I want to be Jewish. Yeah, of course you want to be Jewish because everything's going well, Basparo was fine without joining the ranks. So if she wanted to join, it was probably the shem Shemayin. So he accepted her. Oh, Whatever. But the point. But it's not. It's not. Yeah. Well, the Gemara is going to reject this in a moment. The Gemara says now here's the problem. If he, if she converted, so now you're going to say like this. Let, let's let me ask you a question. Did Shlomo do anything wrong by marrying her? So if she's a guy, yeah. If she's a converted person, then no. Here's the problem. She's a mitzvah. Three generations. It's not machlokes tanoi, but we pass again, and women. You have to wait three generations to marry a Mitzri's woman. Darshli, she Well, the third, which she has to have a daughter who has a daughter. So the third, yeah, the granddaughter. You can only marry the granddaughter of the Second generation because she that second generation produces a third generation. No, but it has to be Jewish Mitzri, meaning for a Mitzri to to marry a regular Jew, you have to have a Mitzri convert. He marries another mitzvah's convert. Oh. They have a kid. That kid also marries a mitzvah's convert. And the grandkid can now enter. B'kal Hashem. So she converted. She's first generation. You can't marry a first generation mitzvah. So stop. You're going to say that she converted. How, that, that even makes it worse. Because instead of just living with a Ga'ita, which whatever iser that is, you're now marrying a, a converted mitzvah, which is an Issa and the Gemara says, "I okay." So maybe you'll say, "Maybe you'll say that Mitzris, the Isra of Mitzriim doesn't apply anymore because the people of Egypt are no longer the same people. Over time, there's been a you know a turnover, and the people of uh, of Egypt um, were, are not the same people that the Terasard, you know, the, whatever. Over time, the problem is that's not true." That's not true. The Gemara says, Hatani Omar is a very famous Gemara. Rav Yehuda says, ger hayali Kiva. There was a student of Kiva. his name was Minyamin Ger Mitzri. He was a Ger Mitzri, his name was Minyamin. Omar, and he used to say, Ani I'm a first generation Mitzri, I mean converted. I married a Mitzris convert. I'm going to make sure my son marries a Mitzris convert, second generation. Roy so I could have a grandson. Third generation. This is the times of Akiva. So you see that the Mitzrayim issue is a problem. We don't just say, oh, everything was turned over. No, the Torah, whoever is considered Egyptian at the time. So how could Shleima Melech marry if she converted? How could he marry her? So the Gemara says, <laughs> Shleima did not actually con- uh, there was no marriage. It wasn't marriage at all. The answer is that Shlom actually never married them. It was just nus. So, therefore, there's no ister of mitzvahs. Huh? Oh, so he says, <laughs> It says that he married her. Because he loved her so much, it was as if they got married. Now, by the way, so I checked, so I, so I was thinking, okay, that's, that's pretty schwer. Yeah. So, so I got to Shul a few minutes early. I checked, the, at the end of the fifth parak of Shabbos, there's a very famous Gemara that it says, Anyone who says that Shulim is sinned is making a mistake. So I was thinking, but this seems like a sin. So, so Rashi over there says, so I took the Mashah. The Mashah says, what the Gemara is referring to is Avodazara. There's a Pasuk that implies that Shlomo Melach did Avodah That was a mistake. But says the Masha, according to this sugya, if it was Nus, that was a mistake. So when the Gemara says that Shlomo Melech never made a mistake, it was referring to Avodah He never did Avodah The issue of Znus with, with Baspar, that was considered an Aver. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not messing with Shlomo. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not going to, you know... It was a it was a, there was like a there was always like those rabbis who liked to like uh, give sheerum on like the uh, the you know humanizing tanoi. no I'm going to pass on that I'm going to pass on that um, um okay i remember it was, i think it was uh, Zachariah, i remember he was gave a sheer and he used to say it was a good line he used to say that um, whenever you're talking about the obvious you have to put on different glasses these are obvious glasses like it's di- it's different lenses like don't oh, look yes, at them yeah. Yeah, like don't look at them, you know. Like, because there was one, I heard one. Someone gave a shit. Like, like Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, he, like, he like used the study of someone who has speech impediment, and how that affects a lot of times uh, social skills and it affects your uh, self esteem and he was imposing that on Maisha Rabbeinu, that because Maisha Rabbeinu had a, had a speech impediment, he was probably like, low self-esteem, oh, you, you lost your freaking mind. <laughs> Are you crazy? I, I, no, you know, I'll do that. This is Maisha Rabbeinu glasses. Like, he's Maisha Rabbeinu, I'm not... I don't know, but that's... If you look at the Maisha over there. Okay. So we have a shaila. So we, we said before that a Yisrael marry a Ptudak Yisrael Khmeri in the and a can marry a Giyaruz. So it says the Gemara, it says Ravashi, But wait a minute, our Mishnah says who they can marry. And it does not say Nasina, right? It says Giyaris. The implication is Nasina's is Aser. No, wait, look at the next line of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, They're only Aser to Yisraelim. The implication is that a Nesina is allowed. Meaning you have two lines in the Mishnah. It says they're only allowed to marry Giyaris. Which implies in the Sinas but then it says it's only also to regular Jews that implies in the motor. What's the answer? Our Mishnah is not meant to be uh, uh, deducing anything regarding the Okay, next Mishnah. Um, very very interesting, very easy Gemara. The Mishnah says like this um, It's listing who you're not allowed to marry. Amoni and so Mo'a. No, an between and again? No, were a people that converted. So uh, even after they convert, you still not allowed to marry them. Um, now, Amon and Moav, the halacha is Asur and Isser Olam. The men of Amon and Moav, even after they convert, you're never allowed to marry them. Meaning, so if an Amon and Moavi converted, they'd have to marry, I guess, Giyaruses. Because they can't marry regular Jews. But, Avonikfei sehem mutaris, right. miyad. Their wives are Mutarite right away. That's Moavia, hence Rus. Right. That's the famous Rus. And we're going to see in the Gemara, there was a big Shiloh when dabra. Melech Came onto the scene of, of whether he's allowed, whether he's coming from an inappropriate relationship, you know, whether he's psalm. Okay, mitzri adaymi ein esurim al darus. The halacha is that a mitzri adaymi is also for three generations. Then once, you, like we said before, once you have three generations, then you're fine. Now a mitzri is also for three generations, both male and female, meaning male and female mitzrim are also for three generations. After conversion, Rav Shimon and miad. Rav Shimon said, "No, you're allowed to marry a Nekeva right away." Which, by the way, I, I just realized, Shloimeh HaMelech according to Rav Shimon, is fine what he did, which the because she converted and she, she's a Mitzuris woman. According to Rav Shimon, Mitzri women are muta right away. You, the whole three generation thing is only for Mitzri men and it's a Kavah if Moavi men are User forever but the Moavi mi- women are Muta right away then the Mitzri men which are the three generations Mitzri women Kavah are Muta right away but obviously the fact that the sugya did not re- deal with that it obviously implies that we don't follow Ruf Shimon's view okay uh, he's very simple. You have a Moabi man, is also forever, right? But Moavi women, motor right away. So a Mitzri man, which is also for three generations, the Mitzri woman should be motor right away. That's what Shem is, So he said to Rav like this, if you have a tradition that this is a Kavah going back to Halach HaMash Sinai, fine. We'll accept it. Imluddin, if you figure this out yourself, chuva I have problems with. it. Laham, halachin No, I have a tradition going back to Hasina. I mean what I'm saying is, is 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 a messiah of mine. I'm not I'm not I'm not even thinking this. This is something I have a messiah going back on. Okay. Fine. Let's start the Gemara. Now we're saying right now that a Moavi woman is Muta right away, but a Mo'avi man is Asir. How do you know this? Huh? What? We have the same messiah for Akiva. The game is from. <coughs> Say it again? Everyone has the same from Rav so Rav Shimon learned under two people. Rav Shimon learned under Rav Akiva, but he also learned under someone else, I forgot. And Rav Shimin, I was actually, I was reading about this, Rav Shimon actually says Rav Shimon is one of the few Talmudim, it's the only Talmud that was post the 24,000, but pre the 24,000 also. Okay, so, so this was pre, this was it must have been. Well, Roshiman is also also before uh, Roshiman The Messiah is is before Lag so before he started learning from Akiva he was Rishimen. After he was by BaYechoi. So Rishimen is the only Talmud that we know of that existed from before the twenty four thousand, and he originally was the Talmud of Reb Yeshua. So he was Reb Yeshua of Akiva. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a good point. So the Gemara says like this. So how do we know that a Moabi woman is Motor right away? So, the converse says the following story. Okay, basically basic the story is like this. Uh, Davin very like one minute Navi lesson just of how Davin came on the scene. Davin came on the scene because uh, Goliath uh, was harassing all the soldiers on the front lines. Uh, saying, No one can fight me. And Shol said, If there's anyone who's strong enough, I'll give my daughter. Davner Melch comes in there and he's a little kid, the slingshot, the whole thing. Davner Melch smites. Goliath he wins. 17. It was his was young, young, 17, I think. 17. So he kills Goliath So he became the dresser of Shoal. Right after this, the Pusik says that Shoal said to Avner, Who is this kid? And Avner said, I don't know. So the like, What do you mean he don't know? You, you He's your dresser. You know him. He's the person you've been interacting with for the last two prokim in Tanakh. So the Gemara says, didn't know who David was. The him before, it says that he loved David and David was his clothing dresser. So like, what do you mean that he didn't know who he was? So the Gemara says, El'avua He wasn't saying who is David. He was saying who's his father. Now that's also strange, because if you remember the Gemara and Brachas, the very famous Gemara and Brachas, that Yishai was, he gave a shear of 600,000 Jews. There were 600,000 people that came to his shir. Now That's probably, arguably, because it said that he would leave with an oklesin and come back with an oklesin. Oklesin was 600,000, because that's when you make the bracha, it was on the sugi of making a bracha when you see 600,000 Jews. Yishai used to give a shear to 600,000 probably, honestly, probably the biggest shear in the history of the world. So. He, Yishai is giving the biggest shear ever. Shaul's never heard of him. So Shaul's asked, who's David? Like, no, he's not asking, but who, who's his father? The Gemara says, he Everyone knew who Yishai was. Everywhere he went, there were 600,000 people, and he would give a shear. So you're telling me he didn't know who he was? So the Gemara says, no. He was asking, Shaul was asking not who his father was, Shaul was asking, where did David and Melch come from? Because basically, he knew that he came from the Shever of Yehuda. Yehuda, with Tamar had Peretz and Zerach. Now, Peretz, 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 Peretz was, a, was a malchus. Zerach, Zera, Zera. Zerach, I don't know why my, my mouth's not working. Zerach is just Chosheva people. Shaul was getting paranoid because of David. He already saw that this guy's got, like, kingly qualities. So he's like, where has he come from? Like, who is this kid? Like, where... Like, in lineage, where is he coming from? The Gemara says, If he comes from Peretz, then he's going to be a king, and i got something to worry about. And Peretz is a lotion of, of breaching, because the king has the right to breach through walls. But, I'm sorry, He says, Listen, if he comes from Zerach, then I'm not really worried. He's just going to be like a nobleman. I'm not really worried. So, Shaul was asking, basically, where, like, who is his great-grandfather? So, now... My time up. Now, what made Shaul worry? Like, something was. Shaul saw something in this kid. He's like, this kid's a little different. I gotta look, I gotta worry. Why? So, Shaul had a quality that no one else had, which is that he was bigger than everyone else. His clothing was literally, he was shoulders ahead of everyone. His clothing fit David. I don't know if that was miraculous, I think it was miraculous, that his clothing, David was a much smaller person, but when he put the clothing, after Goliath, when he put the clothing on David, it fit him. And I guess that he saw that there's something about this kid. So he's asking, where does the kid come from? So the Gemara says, what does it have to do with anything? So the Gemara says, Amrili Daig Adoimi, Daig Adoimi was <laughs> a bad person. He says, At shalom of Roy Doyeg is like, why are you asking if he's going to be king? You should ask him if, he, if he's possible for the kahal. Meaning, he comes from Rus. She's a Moavia. And Doyeg Adomi is saying that the Moavi women are Asr as well. So instead of worrying, don't worry about him being king. He's not even allowed to be here. He, he comes from an Issa relationship. My time at the Kasi because he comes from Rus. And Doyeg Adomi is saying that women of Moav are Asr just like the men. Um, really, Avner, So Avner spoke up and he said, "Tanina, Amoni v'lo Amonis, Moavi vlo Moavia." We have a tradition going back to Boaz that Amoni v'lo mo'av, amonis, Moavi vlo Moavia, meaning the women are allowed. El So they asked them. They asked Avner the following question: According to you, because this is Amon, and we say that means the men, not the women. So Mamzer also v'lo Mamzeres. So you should just say every, meaning basically every single time someone's not allowed to marry, you should say, "But the women are allowed." What about a Mamzer? So he says, no, Mumzar. Mumzar is different because it means Mumzar it means there's a blemish, and that blemish exists by females as well. Okay, Mitzris. Mitzri velo Mitzris, meaning why don't you say like Shimon, Mitzri velo Mitzris. He says, no, okay, I'll tell you what, what. The reason why Moavia women are allowed is not because it says Moav velo Moavia. It's because what's the Isser? When the Posse describes the Isser of Moav, it says like this. He says, The Possuk says, posuk yud, The reason why you're not allowed to marry Moab and Ammon is because they did not go out to greet you. When the Jewish people are trying to pass through, they did not go out to greet us. Who would come out to greet us? The men of the city. Women don't generally go out to greet. It's not sneez. So the Possuk specifically says the iser is based on the fact that you didn't go out to greet us. So it's obviously the Torah is objecting to the men, not the women. So he says, That's why. He says, The Possuk says why it's aser that you didn't come out to greet us with bread and water men go out, not women so the Torah never had a problem with the women so the Gemara says that's not true the women could go out to greet the women you're right, women are not going to go out to greet the men but the women could go out to greet the women so maybe the Torah is upset with the entire Moab people both men and women for the men not going out to greet the men for the women not going out to greet the women Avner was quiet so miyad, right after this, ben mizah ha'alam. The Pesach says, ha'alam. means the, the, the quiet one, but it actually is referring to ha'alam means that the halacha was taken away from them, meaning they were confused. He asked them, who is this kid, Halam, because they didn't know what the halacha was with this kid. They didn't know if David was allowed or not. He says, karli nar karli alam because halam it doesn't actually mean quiet. Halam actually means like a young lad. So why is it calling him that? Because Halam means to be quiet. So it's that they actually didn't know the Halacha. So he says, Halacha nis'alma mimcha. The Halacha was forgotten from them. So today, Shalva base measures we'll end with this. So they said, go out to the base measures So shall said, let's go out to the base measures let's find out. So... They said in the base marriage The halacha is The women of Moab are allowed Go to the next page then asked all the Kashes that he had and, and they were all quiet Now we'll, we'll end with here Because the Gemara continues um, We'll end with this And we'll pick it up uh, tomorrow In the continuation of the story